What's happening, everyone? It's time for another fabulous, amazing, can't wait to hear it, Wellness Coaching Conversation Podcast episode. This is Brian Douglas, and I am here staring across cyberspace at my partner in crime, Lori Legault. What's up, Lori? Oh, man. What's up? Well, life is good. This is the first episode of our new season. Amazing. Yes. So we are on season three now. This is starting our season three. So very exciting news there. And um, somehow we don't run out of things to talk about in this coaching realm. So that (laughs) is fantastic news. And, you know, I think people hopefully are enjoying all the topics that we come to the table with. So, yeah. Yep. Wow. That's what's happening. It's it's really amazing, you know, because season three, holy mm-hmm. moly that, I mean, that, that's, um, that's exciting. And I feel like we're in a way, we're just kind of scratching the surface of things, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, um, it's like that silly Saturday night live, uh, cowbell video. We we're really, we're exploring the space. We're exploring <laughs> the space of coaching. And, um, aside from it needing more cowbell, I feel like there, there are so many things that we're just discovering to talk about. Um, and you know, I've heard from other coaches that listen to the program, um, who really resonate with different episodes and really, really different topics. So I feel like, um, it's allowing us to maybe take more risks in the things that we're talking about and expand our perspective a little bit, because that's what folks want to hear. And, and definitely, absolutely. Yeah. And with you, with your career being in the career uh, lane, mm-hmm. you get to talk to many types of coaches, which is really True. cool. You have this wealth of information from people who are doing so many different types of coaching. And I love that. It brings up so many topics that I may not hear about, you know, and then my space of coaching and what I do also is a very different space. And mm-hmm. so, but that combined with just seeing what coaches are talking about on some of the social media platforms, we have lots of things to cover, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It, it, it does. It, it gives us, I think, both the opportunity to look at things in a, in a, through a more macro lens at a, a wide variety of potential topics, many of which we've never considered, and also a more micro session oriented lens. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the 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 broader, more philosophical topics and then the more specific um technical and skills related topics. So it's it's nice that we bring that uh that richness of experience to the table because it makes it a heck of a lot easier to come up with things to talk about. And yeah. um well and we're no expert in this. Like we're not claiming to be far experts. From a, <laughs> but what we can do, just like what coaches do, is we just talk about it and yeah. w- little nuggets of wisdom come out, right? Whether they're true or not. I mean, there are thoughts around these topics. And I think that we together represent a lot of what other people are thinking and feeling. So hopefully Agreed. that's what people are getting from this as well. So the yeah. topic at hand today 
I'll let you introduce that part. Yeah, well said. I think you 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 led into it really effectively because instead of necessarily imposing uh, what we think people want to hear about or what we want to talk about, we're kind of letting things unfold and letting mm-hmm. the topics come to us. And and through several conversations that I've had um, recently with coaches as well as clients, the topic today even has a snappy title. It's ambivalence and the unknown. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And, and, you know, we could, we could do a spinoff podcast on this and I'll tell you why, Lori, because, you know, when we think about the, the change process and what we're doing as coaches, so many times clients come to us with an already predefined problem and often predefined goal, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm physically too heavy and I'm dealing with some pre-diabetic conditions. So clearly I need to make lifestyle changes and lose weight, or, um, I'm facing challenges in, you know, head and neck anatomy for medical school. And I really need some, some help planning out the rest of my semester so that I can achieve my goal. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. but what about, I think this is what most of us deal with more than once in our lives is that place where I think they would call it pre-contemplation where we know something is off, like something doesn't fit or suit us in some area of our life anymore. Maybe we know what it is. Maybe we don't. But there's also nothing lurking in the wings as a potential replacement for it. I feel like that's a sometimes terrifying place to be in as a human. Also, it's a challenging place to be as a coach when you're working with someone there but I think if we're really, you know, focusing on the full scope of what we do as coaching professionals, that's a place that we've got to be willing to kind of jump in with both feet and help people through what can be a a really challenging but ultimately transformative process. So I'd love to hear your mm-hmm. thoughts on that. Yeah, I feel like I have found myself in that position many times and you're kind of at this ho-hum drum place in life, which doesn't feel good. Hmm. But then you realize that by being in that, you're at the edge of something cool and different and you don't know what it is yet. And it can be scary. Mm-hmm. And it can be, um, you know, very confusing. And there's many things that I think come up there, but it's a cool space for coaches to explore for yeah. sure. And to ask some of those really powerful questions that even like in the icky guy tool, I, I, I think of the one that's if you could do anything and money was no object, you know, what would that be exploring some questions like that with your client mm. and then, um, and then bringing out some just popcorn ideas, everything yeah. that's that's crazy. That is not crazy. That is not doable. That is doable. That is how we come up with things. Right. And yeah. 
that is how, that's where the magic is, is being able to use our coaching skills to ask some bigger questions that then take you down to more direct, smaller questions to really hone in, hone, mm. hone that in. And by coaches not having any judgment or stake in it, it allows people, I think, to maybe say something out loud they wouldn't say to someone that they do know because like, oh, that somebody might think I'm crazy for saying that or, you know, whatever. But to really have this space for that, I think, is where that magic starts to come out. And then once an idea really comes to fruition a little bit, I say not fruition, but like something comes out that's like, oh, let's let's go with that that next step of what you choose might be there. What that person chooses might hmm. be there, might, might start to come out. Does that make sense at all? I don't know. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, the, the, the things that come to mind based on what I, a, a really articulate explanation of it, Lori is one, it's the courage on the part of the client to be creative, to, explore the unknown to consider questions consider possibilities that they maybe haven't before and courage on the part of the coach to hold space literally in the unknown because i mean if we're being honest a lot of times we can become goal setting and accountability machines as coaches yeah. okay but and this is an important thing to remember for me, I'm saying this out loud for me, but also for everybody listening, is that true transformation and change occur beyond the borders of our comfort zone. And so if in a session, you as a coach are uncomfortable, that's not a bad thing. Because what that is, is not only is your client potentially challenging themselves, but you are being challenged as a coach and as a person. And I think that that's, you know, in, in, I, I, I have had experience professionally as a coach in, in an environment that was, there was a certain amount of pressure to meet certain metrics or numbers or, or serve a certain number of clients, you know, that's that's really failing both the clients and the coaches, in my opinion, because it almost kind of skirts past that really important discovery phase that we're talking about, where where things are, where people are ambivalent and ideas and potentials are amorphous and and unclear, and everybody is uncomfortable. And if we're being honest, that should be okay. Because that's where that's where, you know, creative ideas and new directions and ultimately transformation come from. So yeah. I, I just think that that's really well said, Brian. It's like <laughs> I love that. Slowing down, slowing down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, now what you're saying is so true because I you've said this a couple times, and I love hearing it over and over again. It's so true. I just, before you and I got on this podcast recording was talking to a student and at she's in her thirties and recently was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm. And it's 
really throwing her. It's really freaking her out that she's had this her whole life and that that's been a barrier that she didn't realize existed. And she's like, I wish I would have known this about myself before. I wish that I would have known so I could have had the tools to manage it better when I was younger. We kind of dissected that a little bit and I let her sit in that space. But at the same token, we explored um, just the different parts of how is this thing that you're now realizing about yourself potentially become your superpower? We are on a trajectory in life that we can't always put into a perfect timeline. And so we do learn things about ourselves later and it's okay to mourn the fact that you didn't know that before. And that maybe you could have made different choices had you known, but it's also, I think, important to go, this is, this is how I'm transforming as a human being. And there isn't one right way to do life. And so the reason I bring this up with this particular topic is because we were able to really explore more and bring in more positivity about why that change is okay and why it can work to your benefit at a later stage in life to learn about yourself, to explore things that you never knew about yourself, and to now make new choices based on this new knowledge. The growth I've had to this point in my life has taken me to be curious about maybe some new things or some new directions I want to go or become passionate about things now that I didn't used to be. Now, what I want, what I want to do with that information, that t- twist and turn that we can make in our mind can be the catalyst to the excitement that we need to bring up ideas and to bring up new mm. trajectories for us and to get us out of ambivalence into, aha, Now I know what it is for me. Now I know Mm. what I want to start looking towards or changing about what I currently do to enhance my skills, my practice, my career, my personal life, whatever comes up. I don't know. I I just spew information. I have no idea if it makes sense. (laughs) Ah, Lori, I am am sitting here. This is like the second time in the last couple episodes where I'm just like in awe of something you've said. First of all, I I really feel like how fortunate is this student to have you in their corner because what you did wasn't just a skillful redirect or an effective reflection or a reframing. It also was really pregnant with self-forgiveness and self-awareness and these are these are things that come from within on the part of the client but as coaches we are able to ask questions and 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 offer potential insights in a way that can help provoke that and so i i just think wow number one um again what a fortunate client to have had Mm. that experience with you number two and i wrote this down there isn't one right way to do life. And I know you just kind of said that off the cuff, but that's one that you have to stop and and let marinate for a while because it's, it's just, it's a sound bite, but it's much more than that. There isn't just one way to do life. And I think that 
as coaches, that's a, a beautiful example of a gift you can give a client who is in that uncomfortable space, the space of the unknown, um, where they can be reminded that there isn't expectations, there isn't pressure externally, there is nothing other than them in this moment and the opportunity to, you know, lay on a blank canvas. And mm -hmm. and regardless of what did or didn't happen in the past, there may be some grieving or, or forgiveness that needs to happen, but invariably bringing them into this moment, this present moment and saying, yes, and yes, that happened. Mm -hmm. And you have the opportunity and the autonomy to create something entirely new. I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, again, mic drop moment number 77 from Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one of those every time we talk as well um, on this podcast, because you articulate it, I think, in a very, very clear, uh, usable way. I mean, to tack on to that same thing is asking people, what is the story that has ruminated over and over again for you that might actually be holding you back from creating your new story now that this kind of itch you have to move in a new direction? What stories or story have you been telling yourself that's preventing you from that? Because I tell you what, when I talk to people, I mean, everybody has a pretty profound story about why they can't do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And when I hear that, because I'm somebody who's like, for better or for worse, like maybe a little too idealistic and not realistic, but that works for me is people say something and I'll go, I don't see why that's a barrier. I don't. I don't see why that's a problem now. Is that really what's holding you back? That's the thing, you know? And so I don't say, it, of course, I don't say it like that, but that's what I'm thinking. But man, people have lots of stories about themselves mm. that really hold them back. And so I think that's a worthwhile space to explore with ambivalence yeah. too, is, is um, I think if you ask somebody that exact question, what's, what's one of the stories you've been telling yourself that you know is holding you back? I mean, I have a whole wow. bunch in my head, yeah. you know? And um, I think r recently in my own life, and I share this with lots of my students that I coach is, you know, um, I didn't think I was capable of furthering my education, nor did I want to for a long time. And then I think it's interesting that now I am and my thought about whether I was smart enough has completely changed. Mm -hmm. And I realized, oh, it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough. It was more so that I didn't know how to properly do school. And now I do. And so my story has completely changed and it's opened up a whole new world for me. And I think everybody has that capability. Everybody has that story that they're like, this is a story, but if I'm real honest with myself, that story is really outdated, you know? And so what am I going to do with that? And how can I then take that and move it into a new, exciting move for me? It doesn't have to be something big either. I think it can be something very small. Like mm -hmm. I'm just going to enhance my skills with a new certification or a new something like small, or it could be a completely, a complete 180. Who knows, mm. you know, but 
Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It, it, what an, an astute observation of kind of the alchemy of change, Lori, because it's um, it's really profound the way that those stories, which, you know, another way to describe them is as limiting beliefs, these, these limiting beliefs do exactly that. They limit us. And, and almost always they are not true. Cause here's, here's a little knowledge bomb that will provoke the heck out of some people. But I, I really, um, I feel strongly about this. Beliefs are not facts. Yes. And that's a shock to a lot of people because we we grow up very often in families or societies or systems where beliefs are imposed upon us as facts and we internalize them. We're little kids and we'll we'll say, oh, gosh, this and this, this certain thing is happening. So it must be true. And and mm -hmm. this belief, we we kind of embedded in bedrock in our psyche. It's not. And so mm -hmm. that was, a, I think, a really important question to share with the audience about simply asking folks, is that really true? You know, I mean, what, 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 what's percolating in there that might be getting in the way or isn't serving yeah. you anymore? That one switch gets flipped in a person's brain and literally their entire life can change because yeah. they recognize this machine between my ears is an imperfect computer. It's running on outdated software. It's running on programs that I didn't install, but I can change it. And mm. that is a powerful gift to give somebody. Yes. Yes, it is. I love that. And I think that's actually a perfect place for us to end today because <laughs> it's like, boom, there you go. You got the tool you need, you know, and a little bit of conversation behind the tools to begin to explore with somebody who is in that ambivalence stage. Agreed. Agreed. There, there's a, there's a lot of space there. And I just encourage coaches to embrace that, that emptiness that potential discomfort, both for the client and for yourself, and support clients in in their vulnerability, because I I do think that unless we do, we just we we lean too far in the direction of an outcome focus without really examining whether or not that's even the right direction for the client to be going in in the first place. And it's up to them to figure it out. It's up to us to help them and allow them to do that. All right. Well, I think for our first episode of the new season, that we covered a very important topic there. So I I'm agree. excited to I see where this season takes us. Season three is coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, coaches. Well, we'll see everybody next time and good to see you, Brian. Yep. And um, we'll, we'll be there next week again. I actually have a little topic brewing. So, Oh, uh, I cannot wait, Lori. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm super excited. It's great seeing you and thank you all for listening. And we will be back very soon for episode two of season yes. three. <laughs>